Imagine stepping out for a walk and feeling smoke piercing your chest, your eyes, your skin. Pollution impacts us in more ways than one. And Quintfit is doing a campaign around air pollution. We're also looking at how pollution impacts our mental health. For that, I'm here, I'm Divyani Ratanpal. Let's begin. When we talk of air pollution, sometimes we bracket it into science or medical information. Seldom do we connect it to the emotional, the mental. But as I found out in my conversations with these people, I learned that toxic air impacts not just our body, but also our minds and our soul. Vijay Nallawala is a Mumbai-based digital storytelling and personal branding coach. Vijay lives with asthma and bipolar disorder. Um, I have been uh, affected by asthma since age uh, 14 and I am now uh, 57, all of 57. It was when I was 40 that I was first uh, diagnosed and I had to be hospitalized because I was in severe mania. Vijay says air pollution has impacted him in two ways. The, the immediate threat that uh, I face is not severe asthma attacks as in the past, but uh, more of wheezing problems or chest congestion. Uh, initially, in the initial years, uh, pollution wasn't a big threat, to be honest. You know, when I in my growing up days, but uh, after we shifted to Mumbai three decades ago. Uh, the problem has, um, uh, you know, been uh, directly affecting me. One thing is, I mean, there is a psychological dampening effect when I see all grey and a pall of gloom around me. I mean, to begin the morning, seeing that around you does uh, sort of impact my mood, you know. Uh, in the summer, it isn't uh, that uh, noticeable. Because the problem uh, I face is in uh, the winter span, say between November and March. Even though Vijay had been suffering from bipolar disorder in his teens, it took 26 years for it to be diagnosed and for Vijay to seek help. Uh, the onset was as early as at the age of uh, 14. But uh, at that time, we were uh, living in a small uh, in a village uh, called Vasai, uh, near Bombay. So at that time, it, was, it had hardly any me- medical facility or any professionals to handle something as serious as bipolar disorder. Until I hit mania and uh, uh, bipolar disorder was first diagnosed. The fact that Vijay's asthma gets exacerbated in the winters in the form of wheezing and whatnot does contribute to his mood change in the winters. Because of my asthma, I don't know how that affects my mental health, you know, because I'm already struggling with one illness. Misha is a journalist from England who moved to Delhi but realized something was wrong, seriously wrong. 
I lived in Delhi for four years when I um, first came to India, um, and the pollution levels really affected my health. My body was not used to that degree of fine pollution. Living in Delhi had not just been a physically draining experience for Misha, it had severely affected her mental health too. If I'd go climbing or go for a walk or a run, um, just by expanding my lungs a little bit, I would wake up the following morning feeling um, with like having a cold or a sore throat or my eyes would be burning. And it, it became very depressing knowing that I'm not able to do the things that I love and the things that actually make my, keep my mental health in check. Misha suffered from respiratory problems, sinus issues, until she decided enough was enough. I realized that this is not an environment that my body can deal with, and that's where I kind of decided to make a lifestyle change and relocated to Goa. I can't remember the last time I've had a very peaceful dream. All my dreams when I go to sleep um, have been of some form of apocalyptic scenario. In Misha's case, there was no escape from pollution, not in a waking time, and certainly not in her sleep. Is Misha alone in having nightmares about the smoke that's choking us? Or about the plastic that's slowly asphyxiating the entire planet? The next woman you will be hearing had an anxiety attack in the middle of a supermarket after she realized how plastic, literally, the world around her had become. Hello, my name is Tanya Vessels and I am a journalist, activist and artist living and working in Hong Kong. In 2017, I found myself in a supermarket looking at a, an overpackaged coconut. When I say overpackaged, I mean this coconut had its shell, it had a plastic foam stretchy sleeve around it and then on top of that it had a layer of cling film. And this wasn't something new, I'd seen this before a number of times, but for some other reason that day it really resonated with me and I just couldn't divert my gaze. I, my feet were stuck to the ground and my head was racing and spinning and a million thoughts were going through my mind. Uh, I was fast forwarding into the future, I was imagining oceans just overflowing with all this waste and it really made me feel panicky. And when I got myself home, I immediately went and Googled uh, plastic and anxiety and discovered, much to my amazement, I might add, that there's a whole world of eco-anxiety. And at that stage, I'd never heard the word, so I never even knew it was a thing. But lo and behold, it is a thing. And for the past years, I've really been looking closer at mental health and the environment. And that's taken me down some interesting avenues. And what I've understood, or what I'm starting to understand, understand rather, is that Here's a very nice entry point for us to discuss the pollution issue because when people are directly affected or have a direct connection, emotional, physical, then you've got a lot more capacity to reach them. Hong Kong is not the only city with polluted air, though. Last year, a UN report found 14 of the world's 15 most polluted cities to be Indian. More and more studies are saying that living in air-polluted areas is directly linked to mental health issues. In the case of Abhishek Rai, he already was going through a lot of stress and depression because of the failure of his startup. And it was only getting further aggravated 
because of living in a polluted city. I went through a very rough patch where I nearly uh, I had to nearly shut down my last business because I wanted to develop I wanted to build a startup. It could not happen. I failed and then I came back to doing what I know best which is producing good content. But when you live in a place like Delhi when things are so polluted, things are ugly, it only adds up to your pessimism. You can't go to a place and just reflect on something. As part of his work running a media platform called Let Me Breathe, Tamseel gets to hear a lot of pollution-related stories. So I went to his fancy WeWorks office and asked him to tell me more about air pollution and mental health. We began by exchanging our own pollution stories. If I talk about my pollution story, right, um, as the first time I read, and that's how Let Me Breathe also came about to be, my pollution story is I really had wanted to go out for a walk, right? Especially when it's close to Diwali, you shut your windows and you know it's really highly polluted. And I remember stepping out. I was obviously very anxious to even get out of my house. I remember stepping out. And I remember tasting pollution for the first time in my life. Right then I walked around. I was like, no, I'm going to push it. I wore a mask and I walked around. I traveled because I really can't stay inside the house, right? And you can't do fitness, you can't run, you can't, you're not advised to work out, nothing. I came back and for the whole night, I couldn't breathe properly. And I don't have a breathing disorder, right? And I couldn't breathe properly. I could actually feel that there's something stuck in my chest and that aftertaste was really bad and I had this pathetic headache which you don't usually feel. This is way back uh, in my career. I used to come to uh, Gurugram actually to work and um, I used to take a tuk-tuk uh, from the metro and I was just so helpless and, you know, my hair would be a mess and, you know, I was breathing all that pathetic smoke and um, all the dust was going inside my nostrils and I remember coming to office um, at 10.30 a.m., and it took me an hour to recuperate. That was the worst memory of pollution that I have, you know. And before we recorded this conversation, you actually told me about how this kind of uh, anxiety about the future of the planet and the future of our air and water is causing a lot of eco-anxiety in people. You've seen the stories, you've heard the stories, how bad is it? Uh, well, it is, if I have to use a term which is connected to mental health, it is traumatic. Um, and specifically, it is traumatic because you actually have the younger generation now getting worried. You have parents getting worried about their future. First time parents getting... I mean, I was reading somewhere that now air pollution and the particles directly affect birth, right? You are literally drawn into something that humans have created themselves it's not like it's naturally happening. Humans have created the situation themselves. And now they're worried. And now they feel helpless. I mean, you can have polluted water. You can find a cleaning resource for it. You can have polluted air. It takes a long, long time to literally clean it up. Dr. Divya, who is interested in the field of eco-psychology, says that even though the link between mental illness and pollution is not firmly established, pollution does impact the quality of life. 
so people are becoming far more sedentary people are going out a lot less this is definitely something that's having an impact the higher the air pollution levels go there will be a lot more psychological distress whether it's affecting mental illness directly is something that is uh, still under research and i think we'll have to wait some time before we have some conclusive evidence you know sometimes i wonder that kids also have to breathe the same toxic air and they're just so young and innocent and it's actually saddening that they also have to suffer from the consequences because kids are a stakeholder in this matter uh how could i not talk to kids and ask them what their air pollution experiences i spoke to aman sharma a 16 year old who first felt the perils of pollution when his best friends started disappearing so i've always been a bird watcher and i realized how air pollution was not only impacting humans but also taking a grave toll on our wildlife Well, contrary to older people, Aman Sharma is actually very very aware of air pollution and he's also doing something about it. So, I started with awareness campaigns and initiatives and I started this club called the Cuckoo About Nature Club where I try to create awareness among people and um, I we've been doing climate strikes in Delhi since some time to create awareness among people about the same. Well, when adults fail to act, kids need to take over. hopefully they will give us clean air in the future oh well talking of clean air guys i actually hate ending on a note of despair so i'm going to leave you with some good imagery imagine living in a city where you get to breathe clean air well for now i'm just going to tell you my rare clean air story My first clean air story was actually when I went to Europe for the first time and instead of noticing the gorgeous architecture I actually noticed the clean air first <laughs> you know it's it's sad but it's also funny well hopefully we won't have such few clean air stories hopefully we will have better air that fills our lungs and hearts with joy I also hope that we can quickly say bye to toxic air that fills us with anxiety and despair but for that guys we've got to act
this is definitely something that's having an impact in this transition is having an impact on quality of life whether it's affecting mental illness directly is something that is uh, still under research and i think we'll have to wait some time before we have some conclusive evidence this is definitely something that's having an impact in this transition is having an impact on quality of life whether it's affecting mental illness directly is something that is uh, still under research and i think we'll have to wait some time before we have some conclusive evidence this is definitely something that's having an impact in this transition is having an impact on quality of life whether it's affecting mental illness directly is something that is uh, still under research and i think we'll have to wait some time before we have some conclusive evidence this is definitely something that's having an impact in this transition is having an impact on quality of life whether it's affecting mental illness directly is something that is uh, still under research and i think we'll have to wait some time before we have some conclusive evidence